It's award season in the Big Ten, and a future Penn State opponent suggests that a future game may no longer be on the table. We'll talk about it all in today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm Kevin McGuire. Let's get started. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. Of course, I am your host, Kevin McGuire. Happy to be with you here, as always, talking some more Penn State football on the only daily podcast bringing you updated Penn State football commentary. And today's episode is pretty jammed packed because I have a lot of topics I want to cram into a small amount of time. And we have Big Ten awards to get into. We have some future scheduling updates to just keep an eye on because we don't know what's going to happen after this season. And we still have a game to look forward to this weekend with Illinois on the table coming into Happy Valley this weekend for one final home game for the Penn State Nittany Lions as they try to inch a little bit closer to a possible 500 record. So we have lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. I actually have one question left over from our Twitter Tuesday episode that I wasn't able to fit into the conversation yesterday because... Quite honestly, I overlooked it, and I want to make sure I bring it into today's discussion as well. It'll tie into what we're talking about anyway. So a lot of stuff to get into in today's episode. Again, make sure you are subscribed so you never miss a single episode, and you will get these podcasts delivered straight to your podcast app on your phone or on your computer. However you're getting your podcast, make sure you subscribe in whatever app you may be listening to us today in. And of course, if you want to help us out even more, leaving a rating and a review will really help us out as we start to head into 2021. Lots of things to look forward to next year. I'm already looking forward to it. So make sure you do all that. Make sure you check out some of the other great content across the Locked On Podcast Network, including today we have the brand new launch of Locked On Bets. So if you're looking for some daily gambling advice and some betting analysis, make sure to check on the Locked On Bets podcast. Again, lots of great stuff across the network, but we're very pleased to announce the introduction of Locked On Bets. So make sure you go check that out as well. You can also stay connected with us in a variety of ways. We are active on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the username of Locked On Nittany. And make sure you tune in to our live post-game stream on Twitch this weekend. Shortly after Penn State versus Illinois goes final, we will have our live post-game reaction stream. And of course, that audio will be used as a podcast as well. So lots of ways to stay connected. We always invite you to interact with us on all those media platforms and really uh, help add to the discussion moving forward because it's a lot of fun to stay connected with you guys as well. Like I said, we have a lot of stuff to get into, so let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. On Tuesday, the Big Ten started rolling out their postseason awards, and yeah, obviously we have another weekend of games to look forward to this upcoming weekend, uh, although we've got fewer games to look forward to. We'll get into that a little bit later. But on Tuesday was the day when the Big Ten announced all of their offensive awards, their offensive all Big Ten teams. Uh, today is actually going to be the rollout, I believe, of the defensive side of the football. I don't know when they do the special teams. I forgot to look at the schedule. I don't know if that gets its own day as well. But uh, the Big Ten always does this. They always do all the offensive awards and recognitions on one day. They'll do the defense on the other day. Again, I forget if they have a separate day for special teams or if they mix them in. But, of course, uh, with the way that the season has gone for Penn State, there wasn't a whole lot of Penn State uh, representation on some of these all Big Ten lists. However, it should be noted that Pat Fryermuth 
took home the Big Ten's tight end of the year award, the Quellic Glark tight end of the year, uh, going to Pat Fryermuth of Penn State as the Big Ten's best tight end in the conference this year. Some of the other individual award winners, of course, included Justin Fields, uh, quarterback from Ohio State who took the Offensive Player of the Year for the Big Ten as well as Quarterback of the Year. Uh, Indiana wide receiver Ty Freifogel <laughs> took home the, the Receiver of the Year award. Muhammad Abraham of Minnesota took home the Running Back of the Year award, and I feel like that was a pretty easy pick as well. I think all of these have been pretty easy picks. Uh, maybe wide receivers a little bit more uh, competitive, but certainly no contest with any of these names that uh, have been rattled out as these individual award winners. And also offensive lineman of the year went to Wyatt Davis of Ohio State. So obviously some uh, representation from Ohio State, Indiana, uh, only one Big Ten West team getting a team or getting a player to take home an offensive award that going to Mohammed Abraham of Minnesota. But by far with your tight end of the year uh, for the Big Ten. And so it's not a surprise that the coaches of the Big Ten named Pat Fryermuth their first team all Big Ten tight end this season. Uh, there was a little bit of a discrepancy with how the media went. The media actually put Pat Fryermuth as their second team uh, tight end for the all Big Ten team. Uh, Wisconsin's Jake Ferguson took the first team honors from the media. So a little bit of a split decision there, but everything else kind of fell in place. Uh, offensive guard Mike Miranda took home second team all Big Ten in the coaches and the media. Uh, Will Fry's offensive tackle took second team all Big Ten in the coaches, took the honorable mention from the media. Uh, another offensive lineman, Rashid Walker, took honorable mention from the coaches, took third team all Big Ten from the media, and center Michael Mennett uh, took third team from both the coaches and the media. One other offensive player, Jahan Dotson, uh, obviously had a fantastic year, uh, all things considered, and he took home the third team all Big Ten wide receiver position. Uh, again, wide receiver was very deep in the Big Ten this year, so Jahan Dotson getting third team, that's no small feat uh, with all the competition that was out there at the wide receiver position, but he takes third team uh, from the coaches and the media. And just to be uh, clear, uh, there are two wide receivers per first team, second team, and third team uh, from the coaches and the media. So uh, Jahan Dotson gets on the third team for both the coaches and the media. So some good representation. Obviously, you got a few offensive linemen, which really spoke uh, volumes of the kind of depth that I think Penn State was relying on at the offensive line position. And I think they had some had some sketchy moments, I think, this year on the offensive line. But I do think that coming into the season, we knew that this offensive line was probably going to be one of the best that James Franklin has had to work with. And I think now that you're seeing some of the postseason recognition of some of the quality that is on that offensive line, that's kind of uh, showing its colors there. So that's good to see. Uh, Sean Clifford obviously had a rough year, so he was not on any of these lists. And we'll be interested to see how many defensive players up here on these lists. So obviously we'll go over that in tomorrow's podcast because those will be announced today. So just keep an eye out for that. You'll probably see them on your social media feeds uh, if you're following some of those Penn State accounts, including the, the official Penn State Twitter account. I don't know why you wouldn't be. So there you go. The uh, offensive uh, All-Big Ten team has been announced. Pat Fryer takes home Big Ten tight end of the year. And, and kudos to all and congratulations to all who have received such recognitions. Uh, I think I got all the honorable mentions and yeah, I don't see anything for the special team. So there you go. We'll keep an eye out for when the special teams uh, players are announced as well. I don't know if any Penn Staters will be on that list, but we'll just obviously keep an eye on that. I should mention that today is also National Signing Day and we haven't really done a whole lot of uh, discussion about the recruiting process. 
because this has been a very weird year and there's been a lot of stuff going on. So I will fully readily admit that I have not kept tabs on all the recruiting developments. However, uh, and I will also issue this reminder that I'm not, by no means any kind of an expert on recruiting. So we will take a look at whatever signing class is signed by Penn State. We'll kind of go over some of the, the names, uh, some of the star rankings and everything, see where Penn State's class of 2021 ranks compared to some of the other classes. I may not actually get to digging into that a little bit until the Thursday episode because I'll probably be recording this episode before a lot of the stuff is officially finalized and I want to give it a little bit of time to sink in. So we probably will not be breaking down much of that maybe until Thursday, maybe even Friday, but we will definitely touch base on the latest recruiting uh, process uh, when we get a chance at some point this week. So just keep an eye out for that. All right, so you're looking for ways to celebrate because Penn State has been on a little bit of a hot streak to close out this season. And maybe you're just looking for ways to chill. Maybe you're looking for a moment to unwind. Well, my friends, there is no better way to unwind than watching Penn State go for their fourth straight win this weekend on your couch as it may be snowing outside and with a cold, refreshing Coors Light. Because no matter what time of year it is, no matter what the temperature is outside, there is nothing more relaxing than a nice, cool, refreshing Coors Light. And that is because Coors Light is the beer that is literally made to chill. It is cold lagered, it is cold filtered, and it is best cold packaged. Because what better way to enjoy a beer than have it be cold and right out of the fridge? Because Nobody wants to drink a lukewarm beer. Nobody wants to drink a room temperature beer, right? You want that thing to be ice cold and refreshing, as, re- as cold and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, if you will. So Coors Light is making it even easier to make sure you are fully stocked up and ready to go for your moments to chill and watching your Penn State Nittany Lions go for their four straight win. All you have to do on your phone, load up get.coorslight.com in your browser and find out how you can get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. And of course, always remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. But maybe you're not ready to chill just yet. Maybe you're just looking for ways to get through your day, keep your appetite full and satisfied. And really, there's no better way to do that than with Built Bars. They are protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars. You've heard me talk about all their 12 original flavors and the six newer flavors that they've recently added. Well, they also have limited edition flavors. And today, they are going to officially stop selling their Candy Cane Brownie Built Bar. And if you haven't had that one yet, you have to take advantage of that right now. I'm going to tell you how you can save 20% on your order as well to make sure you get that Candy Cane Brownie. But also making sure that you are remembering that Built Bar is there to help you lose or maintain maintain weight. You can fit it into any kind of diet, no matter what your situation is. And I know this is the holiday time. You probably are eating a couple extra sweets here and there. That's okay. But because you're going to make Built Bar a part of your routine as well, and it's going to help you stay close to your goals moving forward into the new year. Maybe you've got those New Year's resolutions. We all do at some point, right? Well, Built Bar is going to be able to help you reach those resolutions even before we get into the new year. And that's because they are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Again, great for any kind of diet if you're looking to lose or maintain weight. Now, if you want to get that candy cane brownie, make sure you do it today. And I'm going to tell you how you can save 20% on your order right now. All you have to do is go to BuiltBar.com and make sure you use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get 20% off your next order. And while supplies last, they'll even throw in a free cooler with your purchase. So you're going to get those candy cane brownie Built Bars. You're going to get a free cooler and you're going to save 20% off your order because you're going to use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 
Coming up in tomorrow's episode, we'll dig into the conversation a little bit more about what the postseason is going to be for Penn State. Are they going to go to a bowl game? Should they be going to a bowl game? I want to get your thoughts still. I want to gather some more of your comments. So if you want to add your thoughts to the conversation tomorrow, make sure you send us your questions and your comments on our Facebook page or our Twitter account using the username LockedOnNittany. Do you think that Penn State should be going to a bowl game or should they do what some of these other schools out there have done and decide to opt out of their postseason bowl possibilities? So get in touch with your comments. We'll add them into the conversation tomorrow as well. So a question that we did not get to in yesterday's episode, our Twitter Tuesday episode, which because I completely overlooked it, I forgot I saved it off to the side. I really wanted to dig into it, but I'm going to bring it into the conversation right now. This question comes from Matt Foreman on Twitter, who actually goes by the Twitter handle Fat, Form, Fat Mormon. Uh, hey, I'm not here to judge, but I do want to bring his question into the table because it seemed to be a common question that a lot of people had. Uh, his question basically is, can you explain how they decided the scheduling for the Big Ten games this coming Saturday? I'm very confused. Well, let's go back in time, okay? When the Big Ten announced that they were going to be coming back with this schedule that we are in the midst of right now or wrapping up, the idea was the weekend of the Big Ten championship game, the Big Ten was going to have a crossover schedule basically based on the standings between the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West. So ideally, you would have had your two first place teams in your Big Ten championship game, which they will with Ohio State and Northwestern this weekend. And then you were probably going to pair up your second place team versus your second place team, third place versus third place, fourth place versus fourth place, and so on and so forth till you get through the line. Uh, the idea was also to try and minimize how many rematches you were going to have because obviously you have some crossover matchups during the course of the season. So a game like Penn State and Iowa was a matchup that they probably would have tried to avoid. Same thing with Penn State and Nebraska. So a funny thing happened. As the season unfolded, we saw a handful of cancellations. And some of the games that got canceled were rivalry games like Minnesota and Wisconsin, Indiana and Purdue. So using that flexibility with these extra weekends of games that the Big Ten had in front of them, they decided that it meant more to kind of make sure that those rivalry games still got a chance to be played. Because honestly, I would much rather see some of the rivalry games than some of the four crossovers that were supposed to be lined up basically as your undercard for the Big Ten championship game, which is kind of funny because Penn State and Illinois are going to play hours after Ohio State and Northwestern play for the Big Ten Championship, but you get the idea, right? So they took this opportunity to make sure that you can make up some of the games that probably meant a little bit more to some of those schools in the Big Ten uh, as far as uh, rivalry is concerned. So uh, they took the opportunity to pair up Wisconsin and Minnesota in a makeup game this coming weekend, even though both teams are from the Big Ten West. Uh, Indiana and Purdue are in different divisions, but the standings didn't quite line up for them, but they were going to have that game be played this weekend. Uh, Penn State already played Iowa this this season, and Penn State already played Nebraska, so they wanted to try and avoid any of those rematches. And as you get through the, the pecking order, obviously Northwestern is off the table because they're going to be playing Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. Wisconsin and Minnesota are going to be playing each other. Purdue is locked into a game against Indiana. Penn State already played Iowa, and they already played Nebraska. So your options were very, very limited. You basically had Illinois. And that's basically where it comes down to. Penn State kind of gets left with Illinois as their crossover opponent for this coming weekend. 
And that's okay. I mean, that that seems like the most likely scenario to play out uh, for Penn State in this extra game. Uh, sure, it would have been great to see Penn State maybe get a crack at a team like Wisconsin or Minnesota. I would have been down for that. But I do think that you know, getting a chance to play Illinois, getting a chance to play them at home, uh, certainly bodes well for Penn State in the direction that they continue to try and be go, uh, go on here. Uh, so I hope that that clears that up. I, I understand that a lot of people expected that this was just going to be purely based on the standings, but uh, obviously adjustments were made on the fly. Uh, the Big Ten never really kind of ironed out exactly what they wanted to do with this weekend. Uh, and I, I was getting a little frustrated because I thought that uh, enough time had passed where the Big Ten should have been clarifying this a little bit more, but maybe they just wanted to wait and see exactly what they had to deal with uh, until they got through this past weekend and uh, really figure out exactly what was going to happen. Well, as you may know by now, two of the games that have been scheduled for this weekend have officially been canceled. I mentioned Indiana-Purdue. Uh, they were paired up to play their rivalry game, which got postponed a week ago because of COVID-related issues. I believe at both schools and both schools today, as I'm recording this, announced that they were going to cancel this upcoming game uh, this weekend due to ongoing COVID related issues within both programs. So it is a shame. The Big Ten tried to make that rivalry game uh, stay a part of the schedule. They, they even pushed it back a week and tr in hopes that they were going to be able to play one of those traditional rivalry trophy games. Uh, and unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Uh, another game got canceled all as well. Uh, Iowa is not going to get a chance to play Michigan because Michigan has a, a really serious issue with COVID breaking out within their program. Uh, obviously, Michigan did not play last weekend against Ohio State. Uh, I know a lot of Ohio State fans are probably still thinking that Michigan is just trying to avoid embarrassment. Uh, and maybe <laughs> I'm sure they're going to feel that same way. Uh, with Iowa because Iowa is a really good team. Iowa might be the best team in the Big Ten West right now. Uh, so Iowa is not going to get a chance to play because of the, the ongoing issues at Michigan. So you've got two games from your Big Ten champions weekend that have been scrapped. And it's unfortunate. And as we're sitting here right now, Penn State is still scheduled to play Illinois. Uh, so we're, we're hoping that that game is still able to be played. Uh, Illinois, of course, is going to be coming into this game. Uh, you really don't know what to expect, although it has all the makings of a team that is ready to pack it in. And again, I'm not going to sit here and say that Penn State should be taking any game for granted. I certainly don't feel like they've earned that right this season. Uh, but Illinois is a team that does not play very good defense. They don't have a very good passing game. And obviously on Sunday, they fired head coach Lovey Smith. Uh, so this Illinois program is coming in and it can go one of two ways. I think as far as this program is concerned, they can come in really fired up to play behind their interim head coach. Um, uh, Rod Smith is going to be taking over the interim coaching duties, uh, the offense coordinator for Illinois. They can really be fired up and, you know, just come out and then go all out. And maybe they just put it all together and pull a big stunner in Beaver Stadium this Saturday. I think that that's probably unlikely, though. Uh, if there's one thing that Illinois has going for them, it is their running game. The running game is not to be uh, overlooked here, uh, especially if Penn State's defense is not able to tackle very well. We've seen some moments where Penn State's defense has been vulnerable at times. I, I think Michigan State did some good things in that first half last week, but I do think that Illinois is probably going to have trouble doing the same kind of things that Michigan State was able to do and have some success with. I, I think that this Penn State team, as long as they uh, embrace the opportunity to play one more game in Beaver Stadium when they thought that last weekend was probably their last opportunity, I, I think that this is a 
matchup that serves Penn State very well. Although sides of the football, because I do think that as long as Penn State continues to play some clean offensive football, I think they're going to be in really good shape because this Illinois defense is nothing to really be losing sleep over. Uh, I'm not saying that Penn State's going to score 63 points on Illinois the way they did the last time these two teams played, but uh, Penn State should be a considerable favorite here, I think, coming into this game and, and when this game goes down on Saturday. So I don't really see too many areas of concern. The only thing that would worry me is how fired up is Illinois to play for an interim head coach? You know, I don't know what the relationship is with Rod Smith, and I don't know if that's really a game-changing element of this game, but we've seen before uh, interim head coaches can either have a lot of success <laughs> that leads to a really inspired play, or this could be a program that is really just ready to close up shop for the year. They're just going to kind of go through the motions uh, one more time, I don't know what to expect out of Illinois. I haven't watched a tremendous amount of them this season, but every time I have seen them, they have not been really much of an offensive threat. I remember the opening game against Wisconsin, chalked it up to Wisconsin's all our defense just being that fantastic. But I think Penn State's got a real favorable draw here for their final game against the Fighting Illini. We'll take a look to see where Illinois is going to go with the storylines because obviously they're in search of a new head coach. It doesn't look like anybody uh, within the Penn State staff is being targeted here. Although Josh Gaddis, Michigan offense coordinator, former Penn State assistant under James Franklin, I've seen his name thrown out there. I don't know how serious of a candidate he really is, but it's going to be very interesting to see where Illinois goes. But We'll see what happens on Saturday, first and foremost. We'll get into some more as the week goes on. Of course, on Friday, I'll have my official prediction for the game, but I think you got to get a sense of where I'm heading with this game. I'm feeling pretty good about Penn State's chances. Let me know what you think about it as well. Uh, you can reach out to us on our Twitter account, at LockedOnNittany. Some sad NFL news for a former Nittany Lion on Tuesday afternoon when the Baltimore Ravens announced that former Penn State quarterback Trace McSorley was placed on the injured reserve list. If you watch the Monday Night Football game, a, a thrilling game, uh, obviously Trace McSorley went down with a knee injury. So if you want to get the latest scoop on everything that's going on with Trace McSorley these days with the Baltimore Ravens, you definitely want to check out the Locked On Ravens podcast. And every Thursday across the NFL network on the Locked On Podcast Network, you can check out the crossover Thursday edition of the episodes. We've done some crossovers here before, but every Thursday is crossover Thursday for the Locked On NFL Network of Podcasts. Crossover Thursday, it's a great way to get a quick breakdown of every game for your fantasy team or for your parlay. Crossover Thursday is only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. So your team here, of course, is Penn State. And one of the things that's been weird about this season is the way that the schedule has had to be adjusted numerous times, right? We've talked about how many times this Big Ten season has been adjusted. First, it was uh, canceled entirely. Then it was back. Then it was gone. Then it was reduced. It's been hard to keep up with all the schedule developments. And obviously, we're coming to the close of the season. And we're starting to turn the page to see what's going to happen in 2021. I don't know what's going to happen with that schedule just yet, but I do know that it doesn't look very good for the chances of Penn State getting that Virginia Tech series to continue. Now, obviously, this season, before it was completely adjusted, was supposed to be the first time that Penn State Virginia Tech ever played each other. Penn State was going to make the road trip down to Blacksburg. Obviously, that game did not happen as the Big Ten went conference only. Uh, the ACC didn't go conference only, but uh, obviously that game was not going to be taking place. And one of the things I always wondered was, is that series still going to be a thing? Well, it doesn't look very promising that that is going to be the case. 
As we saw on Alliance 24-7 on Tuesday afternoon, Virginia Tech Athletics Director, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Mike ba Wick Babcock uh, kind of suggested that the return trip that Virginia Tech was supposed to make to Penn State in 2025, it's probably not going to be happening. So it looks like Virginia Tech is looking for other scheduling alternatives, uh, could very well be going for some kind of neutral site game. I don't know if that necessarily means that it's going to be against Penn State, although it would be pretty interesting to see. But I would imagine that contract is probably working its way out of the conversation right now. So if you're keeping tabs at home, uh, not only is that series for Virginia Tech probably not going to happen at all, uh, we'll see if they can rework some other plan to have some kind of scheduling agreement in the future. But Virginia still owes Penn State a, a return trip too because Penn State made a trip down to Virginia. And then when Virginia was supposed to be making that trip back, uh, if, I forget if it was the next year or the two years later, whatever the case was, they ended up not scheduling that game. Uh, or Virginia Tech ended up reworking their schedule so they could play Oregon, I believe, that same weekend that they were supposed to play Penn State. So uh, very interesting developments here with the future schedule for Penn State. I, I do like to keep tabs on all the scheduling news and notes. And I was really looking forward to that Penn State Virginia Tech series. I thought that was going to be a lot of fun. And obviously that's just one of the many things that uh, just got tossed aside in 2020. And obviously there are bigger issues that concern, uh, of course, in 2020. But, uh, you know, from a scheduling standpoint, I was really looking forward to seeing Penn State go down to Blacksburg and come out in Lane Stadium with uh, the Metallica blasting on the speakers as the Hokies come out of the field. I thought that was going to be a really fun atmosphere to kind of soak in and experience uh hopefully someday that that series will still find a way to happen now we don't know what's going to happen with penn state's schedule i'm starting to look forward to that 2021 schedule obviously the highlight for me is got to be the home game that penn state is going to have against the auburn tigers uh i'm sorry yes the auburn tigers uh that's going to be a september 18th game in beaver stadium don't it's way too early to know if that game's still going to be played, but here's hoping that it is because that's going to be a home and home series or it's scheduled to be a home and home series with Penn State making a return trip in 2022. But if you are curious and you've forgotten maybe what to look forward to in that 2021 schedule, Penn State's uh, three non-conference games are all going to be at home. Uh, they'll be against Ball State on September 11th, Auburn on September 18th, and then Villanova on September 25th. So, you know, it, again, it is way too early to speculate about what's going to happen with the schedule. I'm hoping that we are closer to some sort of normalcy where we can have the schedule go on as planned. Uh, but just keeping an eye on some of the other uh, future home and home deals that are currently on the table. Uh, and I don't think there will be much reason to suggest that these are going to be canceled at any point in time. But uh, obviously, Auburn in 2021 and 2022, uh, West Virginia 2023 and 2024. And I know... Um, uh, I saw somebody put out the idea of a Penn State West Virginia bowl game. I'm all for that. <laughs> I'm definitely down for that if that hadn't uh, been the case. Uh, because, again, I don't know what's going to happen with the bowl season. Uh, and I know that the NCAA has allowed for schools to basically form their own bowl game at this point just to try and schedule a game. And as uh, Georgia and Vanderbilt was being canceled in the SEC this weekend and Iowa, Michigan obviously uh, went by the scrap heap. Uh, in the Big Ten, there was a quick idea thrown out there, and I was one of the ones that was thinking it as well. Maybe Iowa should play Georgia, and I'd be, I would think that would be a really fun matchup, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But I would be curious, uh, can Penn State and Virginia Tech schedule some kind of uh, non-conference game? 
I would imagine that Penn State's going to hold out to just to see exactly which bowl game they could potentially be going to. And again, this is all under the assumption that Penn State is ready to go to a bowl game. And I think that there are. I think that they will be doing that. I still think that that'll be the case here. I still haven't seen really any indication suggesting that Penn State would be opting out of the bowl game season. And certainly I feel like that decision might have been made by now. And if they were going to opt out, you know, what's the point of even playing this upcoming weekend too? So I think all signs are pointing to the fact that Penn State is going to be playing in a bowl game. Don't know what bowl game that will be. Don't know who their opponent will be. That stuff will be confirmed, I believe, on Sunday, in addition to, obviously, the college football playoff and all the New Year's Six Bowl games. But again, Penn State's not going to be in that mix. But I do think that we will finally get the information exactly what's going to happen with this offseason. And I do think that it will involve a Penn State bowl game. But just going back to some of the other future opponents that are on deck, the 2025 season is when Virginia Tech was supposed to come to Penn State. So we don't know if that game is going to be playing, be played right now. But uh, here's hoping that it is something that can be worked out because I still think it would be really fun to have that home-and-home home series. Uh, only one other home game scheduled in the non-conference slate for Penn State that year in 2025, and that is against Villanova. And then there's a home and home with Temple starting in 2026 and then concluding in 2027. Uh, also in 2027, Penn State will be scheduled to host Delaware, the Fighting Blue Hens. Yeah, sure. I mean, they look like Michigan. Maybe you get some good photos out of it and make it look like Penn State beat the crap out of Michigan. But <laughs> we'll see what 2027 holds. So hopefully we still have college football in 2027, right? <laughs> but I do think that uh, eventually we're going to get back to some normalcy. Hopefully some of these non-conference matchups can stay on the schedule as planned. Uh, and again, we'll see what happens with Virginia Tech. Uh, Penn State doesn't seem to have a whole lot of luck scheduling teams from the state of Virginia. So maybe this is the last straw. I, I don't know. But it does look like uh, that Virginia Tech game is or in that Virginia Tech series is probably being pulled off the table at this point in time. But of course, we'll keep an eye on it. And I always remind people to check out the great website. It's a great resource, fbschedules.com. They have been doing amazing work all season long. I cannot sing their praises enough. Uh, this is a valuable go-to resource. I don't know how many times a day I check it, but I feel like I'm there almost at least a couple times a day because this season in particular has been extremely challenging it was trying to keep up with all the scheduling news and notes. And FBSchedules.com has done a fantastic job of keeping me informed and hopefully keeping you informed as well. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all those who have subscribed and left a rating and a review. It really helps us out. So if you have not done so already, make sure in your podcast app of choice, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast right now and then leave a rating and leave a review after this episode. Let us know what you thought about today's episode, what you think about the podcast in general. You can also reach out to us on all of our social media platforms on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch using the username LockedOnNittany. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out my college football coverage on AthlonSports.com. And also don't forget about my Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Now, make sure you check out all the other great content on the Locked On Podcast Network, including the Locked On Big Ten Podcast with our frail uh, Ben Stevens doing a great job covering all things Big Ten, getting you set for Big Ten Champions Week and, of course, the Big Ten Championship game between Ohio State and Northwestern this weekend. Until next time, everybody, have a great day. Go 1-0 today, and until next time, I will talk to you guys all tomorrow.